Mikey, went to break action here. We're back. Uh, NBA talk on the KD pod. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. We have um, a couple surprising teams so far. They're kind of in the middle pack of each of their conference with the Cavaliers, the Memphis Grizzlies. Then we're going to talk a little Brooklyn Nets. What the hell is going on with them? You know, they're still having some success despite everything they're dealing with this season. And then we're going to end with something a little fun. Um, we, we each picked like a, a really bad team that we find very interesting, fun to watch, uh, something to talk about with kind of the bottom of the barrel of the NBA. Um, so, all right, let's get it started with the, uh, the Caps. So what's going on in Cleveland, Mike? Um, so after the, they had a, like one of the worst seasons last year. And, uh, I, I don't think any of us saw this coming, but, um, but like, first of all, first of all, I got to apologize to Mr. Kyle Downing about Evan Mobley. First and foremost, that's the first thing I got to say. I apologize, Kyle. I and Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley, I think is the most talented and at the high ceiling of this entire draft class. And, we can see it from his uh, defenses, uh, defensive uh, capability and his offensive game. And I, I think the other, like the body and like the strength will come later, but mm-hmm. you can't teach the mobility and the skill set and the defensive capability that Evan Moody already have. So I think that's one of their, uh, one of the integral part of their success this season, but also it's like the better presence. It's like Rick, Ricky Rubio just went down, which, a prayer a prayers up for Ricky, but he was balling. Yeah, that's this. a bummer. That's yeah, uh, he was really. Well, this uh, love this setup, and uh, we got Lauren Markin playing the three, which is funny. Uh, uh, just everybody's buying in, man. It's like, like everybody's like doing their part, and then this is the cast without Colin Sexton. So they're missing a big part of their offense. And we see Darius Garland playing, uh, being a playmaker, and he can score the ball, he can shoot the ball. So it's just a really well-rounded team with a lot of mm. big guys. Jared Allen, Jared Allen. Like, yeah. His, yeah. Um, no, he's he's great. Like, people were wondering whether they overpaid him in the offseason. <laughs> not only did they not overpay him, but they had to do that. They're Cleveland. You know, they're not going to sign uh, a player of his caliber for that much money in free agency. You know, they're just not coming to Cleveland. So they had to do that. And he's playing as well as his contract says. Um, you know, I think, I think you know, you hit it off the top with Mobley. He's, he's just – he gives their team so much hope and so much optimism going into the future. Not only do they have a little success this year, they're, you know, playing well, even though some of the vets have gone down. Um, but, you know, he can be that number one, almost Giannis-type player. Giannis, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, that defensive game changer who can also make an impact on off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something that we haven't really talked about that much is Darius Garland. You know, yes. I think he, ha- he has the capability – um, and probably the resume this year to be an all-star, which is, um, you know, surprising. I think he's like 19, 20 a game, 
passing the ball. Um, you know, everyone was talking to him in the beginning of the season when Steph Curry was like, hey, everyone, look out for this guy. Um, but he's playing as, as well as he, as he can so far in his career. Um, Sexton, you know, who knows what's going on with that guy? They, sometimes they play better without him, which is, mm-hmm. which is odd. Um, and Kevin Love is a great, great bench player. You know, if he's, off, if he's coming off your bench, your team's pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. They have the right pieces around them. So it sucks that Rubio got hurt. Um, you know, they're down a little bit. Who knows if they're going to make up for it, but they play defense. They have a lot of pieces and some, and some spectacular young talent. So moving to kind of a similar team in the West, um, kind of young, maybe better with the player out, yeah. playing defense, um, small market team, and that's the Grizzlies. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, as of my research, which was maybe last week, we were supposed to do this pod a little earlier, but they were fourth in the West, I think. I think they still are. Um, let's see. So they are. This is a load for me. Yeah, still fourth in the West, and it's not even close. You know, they're five, six games ahead of the Nuggets who are in fifth. Um, so, Mikey, let's talk about this. What they they went on a huge run without Ja. Why? Why? How does that work? He's such a great player. Oh, yeah. Again, it's like everybody can play on the team. Without John Morant, there's still plenty of good guards. We see Desmond Bain stepping up this season. And um, in the beginning of the season, in the overreaction episode, we talked about maybe Miles Bridges is the most improved player, but I think we got to include Desmond Bain in that conversation right now also. Desmond Bain, he's shooting 41% from three. Mm-hmm. 41.2% from three, shooting at a high clip. And uh, I think his scoring improved by more more than two folds. And the guy is just like like he he is one of one of the most interesting players. Like during this run, it's like he can score the ball. He can really score the ball. And we see other really great guards. It's like uh, we have Tyus Jones. We have uh, we have uh, a uh, turnover uh, king right there. Yeah, uh, we have. Uh, I think Deontay Melton is really good he's, because yeah, he's really yeah, he's really good. SoCal guy, um, mm-hmm. and we have uh, Dylan Brooks. He's like on and off injuries and stuff, but like when he yeah. when he healthy, like he can like he can shoot, he can defend. He's like one of the other like perfect three D players you can have. And we got uh, Jaron Jackson, who's supposed to be, like, one of, the, one of their young cores. He's not really, like, what people think, averaging 20 points a game, but he gets the job done. He can protect the rim. He can stretch the floor. But I think one of the things right now is, like, he relied, uh, he relied too much on his jump shot. If he can get yeah. in there and um, do some damage down around the basket, I think he'll be a much different player. But so, they just have a yeah. lot of young players. I, yeah, I, I agree with, with everything you're saying. With Jaron Jackson, where where does that next step come from? You mentioned it perfectly. He can stretch the floor, and he shoots a lot of threes. And then mm-hmm. he can protect the rim. Um, 
on defense. He doesn't really rebound the ball. He doesn't, he cannot handle the ball. I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. He's just just too too tall. Not his handle isn't there. So where does that come? Are they gonna be posting this dude up three, four times a game? I'm not sure if I see that. So where does where does the next step for him come? Well, um, I think first of all, it's like putting him more at the five rather than at the four with like because they have Steven Adams. And he's, like, the guy that rebounds and do all the dirty work. So, like, Jaron Jackson's just floating outside and not doing as much as he can, like, for, for from what he's capable of. And second of all, I think there's something to do with his, like, injury history. You don't want to get hurt. If he gets down there, it's like, I, I don't think – you just got to find the confidence of finishing over people. And if we if the Grizzlies put him at the five, there's – just he gets to spend more time down the block. He gets to like rebound. He gets to like box out. He gets to do all these dirty work while striking the floor. Like he can, like read, like pick and roll, pick and pop. Like he can do more things with Jamaran coming back. It's like that opens up more for him down for the pick and roll game. And with Steven Adams, it's kind of just pack the kind of pack the floor, so he have less space to like finish or around the basket because the help is right there with the Steven Adams defender or whatever. And I just, I just think, like, the most like, important thing is for him to find, find the confidence away from the injuries. And when he started doing that, he'll, like, be more comfortable playing down low and not overly relying on the jump shot. That's what I think. So the other guy that's huge, been huge for them, which you mentioned, was, was Desmond Bain. And, you know, I saw something on Twitter, Bill Simmons, you know, pod God himself. He was, he put out a series of tweets saying, if you flipped Aaron Naismith and Desmond Bain, they would be doing the exact same thing on their respective teams. Aaron Naismith would be having the same success on the Grizzlies. And then Bain would be, you know, a fringe rotation guy who's just stuck in the corner in Boston. Which I thought was really interesting. And I disagree. I completely disagree. I think if you if you've watched Bain's development from what he was last year and in college to what he's doing now on the Grizzlies, and he is creating out of the pick and roll. He is meandering through the defense, getting into the paint and hitting a little mid-range jumper. He's doing these things that people did not project him to do out of college. You know, if you go back, he was kind of a bulky, oversized guard, really, really bulky. 6'6", six, six, it came out, his wingspan's a little short, so people were like, yeah, I don't know, late first, early second. And if you watch him warm up, you watch his workouts, man, he can shoot. Like, him and Naismith, probably the same caliber shooter. But what we've seen with the playmaking – and the pick-and-roll offense that he's able to create, especially with Jaw being out, he's gotten the ball a lot more, which might help them a ton. You know, I think he's he's way further along than people thought of, you know, pre-draft, even last year. And, you know, he's he's making a huge impact on that team. So anything, anything else with the Grizzlies before we move on? I think that's about it. And then, oh, Jammer. Like, I think we still have to talk about John Moran a little bit, right? 
Yeah, um, what, do you, what do you think there's to be said? I don't know. I feel I feel like Jamar like why why do you think like I think Jamarant kind of make the Grizzlies a different team when they're playing, well, right? Like what it because I just feel like the like the franchise need like one of those players that like do like things that attract the fans. And like when when he's back, it's like I feel like the Grizzlies offense is like less less like fluent. Like ball movement wise, but yeah. when John Morant gets going, it's like the team is more dangerous. So it's all upon on John Morant in the playoffs. It's like if he gets it going, it's just an even more dangerous team. But if he's, yeah, but like I, I just feel like he's still a really, really good player to have. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. you just got to give him some time coming back from injury. You know, they had success without him. You know, good for them. I think it's. If yeah, that, going, it just proves how deep of the team they, uh, they have. Yeah, and yeah, just, I, I just don't think any any team want to face off against the Grizzlies in the playoffs in the West. I'll tell you, I I wouldn't want to play against Dylan Brooks for a full series. I wouldn't want that to, dude. I don't want to, yeah, he's a pain in the ass to say the least. Um, yes. All right, so let's move it to Brooklyn. Let's let's take it to the Barclays Center. Um, you know, there's one man that has, um, you know, there's a lot of questions going on with Kyrie Irving. What's going on? We just got word, I think today, I think today I saw it. Pacers. Yeah. You're going to play on Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of days. Um, it's an away game, it must be, right, in Indiana. Yeah. Um, man, I can't wait to watch it. As a basketball fan, take COVID, everything, all that BS, put it to the side. I'm very excited to watch Kyrie Irving play. So let me ask you this. How how Kyrie Irving's return affect the Brooklyn Nets? What do you think? Um, That's a good question. I think Kyrie is so good that it's only going to make him better. It it just sucks that he he and Patty Mills kind of do the same thing. You know, they're kind of – they're both kind of like defensive – problematic guards who just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot really shoot the ball really well. Um, so playing them together is kind of a defensive liability. But I think if you have two dudes who can shoot 40, 50, 90, probably on the court at the same time, you know, that offense is really hard to find. Um, you know, they were so thin that him coming back is very needed. Um, I'm the one thing I'm interested to see with him is what kind of shape he's in. Is he as I remember last year in the last couple of years, he looks frail. I think he's been on that vegan diet or something, or like fasting a lot. Yeah. You know, because um of his certain religious uh responsibilities. And he looks thin, man, like almost like frail yeah. and weak. I gotta get get on his diet. No, he needs to have a, a you know a couple steaks or something here. Or <laughs> but he's so skilled, he can get away with it. So I'm just interested yeah. to see that. But um, you know what? What else do you think about Brooklyn? Uh, I just feel like they have a lot of interesting players. Uh, a couple of players I want to point out. First is Nicholas uh, Nicholas Claxton. I just feel like 
he can be such an important player like the Pascal Siakam, the Raptors here. Mm-hmm. Like, or like the Chris Boucher or whatever that step up in the playoffs. It's like yeah. the guy, like as KD said, is one of the most talented players on the team with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and himself. Yeah. And that says a lot. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. And we can see it's like his frame and his um, just mobility and the capability on defense to protect the rim. Like, that's what they needed. They can, like, Kitty do everything. And I think Claxton can help Katie, I think, like, offside help and uh, protect protecting the rim in the playoffs. And uh, I just feel like also just talking about, like, Kyrie coming back, like, just before the playoffs, uh, I feel like Patty Mills would be awesome as a six-man just because mm-hmm. they have other like players that can do a lot of things like DeAndre Bembry, uh, that James Johnson, like they have plenty of good guys that can play defense and we just have a Patty Mills that kind of lead the offense. And we saw that during the like the pandemic co- protocol times and Katie and Harden was. And we see Patty, he was some 20 points, 30 points games on really high efficiency. So I just feel like with one of those guys on the bench, I think this is a really solid team. And not to mention some of the younger guys, uh, Cam Thomas, uh, David Duke, Kessler, like they all play really well. They just, they're, they're out for COVID protocols right now, but mm-hmm. uh, the past couple weeks, they like all, all of them have been showing out. So I think, it, like the Nets management has done a really good job of like drafting this year, so I just feel like they just have a lot of players to put out there. And um, with Kyrie coming back, I just feel like that's a whole another different dynamic. And yeah. yeah, watch out for the Nets, man. Yeah, a couple of things off that is, you know, um, Claxton really. I think he made a statement when he on Christmas. When he got oh. that lob, and just body LeBron. Yeah, like you, you know, he got up for that for being so big, being you know six eleven. He got up for that one for sure. Um, my only question, like, I think I'm, I'm questioning whether the question itself is stupid, because people have been wondering for the past two years, what about defense with the Brooklyn Nets? You know, where's the defense going to come from? Can they just outscore everyone? Yeah, yeah, I think they can. They can. I, I really think they can. And the only thing that was the question that I was wondering, you know, prior was if you have a three-guard rotation where you have pretty much three dudes who are going to be your lead guard for you, depending who's on the court, if it's Kyrie, Patty Mills, and Harden, you know, there's not a lot of defense there. And they might be subject to getting torched by some point guards in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to start Patty Mills, though, with Kyrie Irving. I think they're going to start, like, Deion Denver. He's been playing really well with the starting lineup. Right. Well, you know, once I think just rotating that through, you're saying Bembry will just guard the, the best, you know, um, ball handler on the team? Nah, bro. Uh, he was like, it's like, I, when I watched the, 
the Nets games recently, it was just KD going on the ball. It wasn't even like James Harden and stuff. It was KD dribbling up, and then everybody's cutting. And it was either James Harden ISO, KD ISO, Patty Mills pinned down, and DeAndre Bembry cutting. That's their whole off. Let's think about it. If it's if they're playing the Nets, right? Um, if the Nets are playing the Bucks, let's yeah. say that's the that's the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Closing lineup: two minutes to go, fourth quarter. The Bucks. You probably have um, Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Milton, Giannis, Bobby Portis, maybe yeah. Pat Connaughton, something like that. Mm-hmm. The Nets, you have Kyrie, Harden, KD. Durant. Yeah. Who else? Who who are you putting Patty Mills in there? Is he gonna guard? I'm not putting Grayson Allen. Allen. I'm putting you know, DeAndre Bembry. I'm putting DeAndre Bembry. You're putting Bembry in the game. What about Joe Harris if he's healthy? Um, I feel like. I'd have like it depends on what lineup they put out. Like for for the Bucks, if they have like Pat Connaughton or like Grayson, I, like if they had Pat Connaughton in, I'd put Joe Harris on him. Just so so it depends. I don't know. Like he's not gonna do much, but like I think Joe Harris and and then DeAndre Bembry and then KD. Yeah, I think that's a Small pretty ball. good closing. Yeah, KD's your five. KD at the five. Yeah, that's that's KD's my best bet. Yeah, KD's guarding wow. Giannis. Who okay, so say you have to play five minutes. Say Brooke Lopez is in the game. Brooke Lopez in the game, I think just still like KD. Driven? No, I'm still playing KD at the five. Wow, okay. I don't yeah, I, don't know. I, I think yeah. I'd go with Blake Griffin. So yeah, I really? think you're right. It's it's it it really depends on who's in the court. Mm-hmm. But still, there's not a whole lot of defense going on in that lineup. But they still can't outscore everybody. That's the whole point of this team. And I believe I in that. So. I truly believe in that. They were beating okay. the Bucks. They were beating the Bucks bad before James Harden and Kyrie got hurt. And they still put up a good just KD. So I feel like if they're fully healthy, nobody can outscore them. And they don't need defense to do that to win games. My okay. personal opinion. So we pick. We each picked a bad team in the NBA that, uh, you know, a team that's struggling right now that we think has, you know, they, no one shows them love. They, there's stuff to be said about them for good or for bad. So I'll let you lead it off, Mike. What you got? I was going to say the Houston Rockets, but uh, something happened, something exploded in their organization. So I'm going to pass on that. Fun okay. team to watch, but. Damn. Um, pulled two ABs in one day. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think Orlando Magic is an interesting case. Wow. Um, they just have a lot of interesting players, man. It's like Franz Wagner now is the number one in like rookie of the year voting. He's getting the ball, man. I'll tell you that. He's yeah. And rock. we got Cole Anthony that's playing really well. And, and, and yeah, we got Cole Anthony. Getting torched. Jalen Brown gave him 50 last night. Oh, he's 50, three yeah, I saw he got torched. He's guarding in the whole game. Yeah. So, all right, keep going. Yeah. 
that's why it's a bad team. But just saying, like, we got Wendell Carter playing a lot better. We got Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, um, Mo Bamba. <laughs> like, int- like, fun players to watch. We got um, – um, we, we all forgot they still have a Jonathan Isaac. That's been now for yep. more than a year. Yep. So now that I think about it, with like some other like random player like Joe, uh, 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 Gary Harris, and they have uh, Terrence Ross, mm-hmm. and just they, they have played, they have a pretty young and well-rounded team. Markel Fultz had to play this year. Suggs, Fultz, Suggs, RJ yeah. So it's ahead. just all of them. A lot of people are hurt, and mm-hmm. when Cole Anthony wasn't hurt, like he was, they're on a a little winning streak. Yeah, he was and, playing incredibly, honestly. Yeah, he's playing really good. Yeah. And Jalen Suggs would be like another Cole Anthony. <laughs> I feel like like when, when we came in here, like I kind of don't understand why why like they're I I for me they're like pretty similar. But like Jalen Suggs would be a better playmaker. And they all play with high intensity. They're all really athletic. And if those two pair up like as a as a backcourt duel, I think it will be a really fun, uh, fun team to watch. And they still have mm-hmm. Isaac that's coming back, um, great three D player. And just imagine this lineup, man: Cole Anthony sucks, Franz at the three, Isaac at the four, and Wendell Carter at the five. Pretty fun team. Yeah, I don't know how much winning they're they're gonna experience, but they're definitely yeah. fun to watch. I'll ask you this: You have to pick a backcourt for your future. You have yeah. Cole Anthony, Suggs, Fultz, RJ Hampton, whoever else they have. Who are you taking? You can only take two. A taking, one and a two. I'm taking Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. Okay, no Fultz? I'm kind of I'm kind of over with Fultz because he is He's just... playing well. Before he got, I know hurt. he was playing well, but he's he's getting hurt too much, and then his mm-hmm. like we we can we we seen like what he can do in the league. It's like not the Washington. It's no longer the Washington Marco Folds. He's not. not. You know, but if you like, if you went back and you watched like a twenty game stretch when he was healthy, whenever yeah. that was last season or something, um, man, he's in pull ups. He's defensive. He's like a really good defensive player, long arms, he's super athletic. He's got incredible finishing with both hands. I'm not, I'm not, I think I'd pick the same thing as you. I think I'd pick the yeah. same too. But uh, it's, I, you forget about those players that hurt, that are hurt for a while. We just so, got to see them, man. They might be working, they might be getting better every day. It's like, we, we, yeah. we just don't know, like, especially with like Isaac. I just, mm-hmm. we people say like he could be like incredible, but he haven't played a game for a year and a half. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So we'll move on to to my team. Um, it's funny you said you were going to pick the Rockets. I was like, oh, thank thank God you didn't, because that's who I picked. So the Rockets. You know, what's going on with them? They are incredibly interesting, man. Incredibly interesting. Um, They are last in the West currently. They start.
started the season off like one and 15, went on like an eight game winning streak. And now they've lost an incredible amount of games in a row. And they're like, they're 10 and 27 or something. Really bad. So, so let me just mention some stuff that's going on for them. Um, the two pieces that we've talked about for a while, Christian Woods and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. We've talked about how they both have a talent, but they also have some, some issues. And um, they both got suspended because they both got incredibly pissed in, in the locker room one time. Um, Mike, can you hear me? Okay. It was frustrating. Yeah, there was lagging. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I heard you. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, keep it going. Um, a piece I think they got to trade away who's been playing actually really well, is Eric Gordon. He's sneakily 15 a game, four assists, shooting 45% from three on well, six attempts a game. getting overpaid, so it might be a really hard bargain. Oh, yeah. How much is he making? Um, I think he's that. I mean, he's making more than he should be getting paid. I'd say 15 to $17 million a year, but I'll oh, make sure right now. That's worth it if I'm, you know. Or I might be, uh, let me let me check right now. But, oh, he's getting paid 18 million a year. That's worth it, man. I trade away, I, you know, say, I don't know if I could think of an example trade right now, but I would. Do you want Eric Gordon on your team? Well, it depends on the team, for sure. Depends on the situation. You know, if you're a team that is, you know, top six in your conference and you need someone who can shoot and guard multiple positions, I think that's Eric Gordon. You know, mm -hmm. he can, and, and he's a, a, a knockdown shooter, not a theoretical shooter. He's like, he will make shots, shots for you. Um, so he's been playing pretty well. You know, our two um, head cases have, you know, been getting pissed off. So what else is going on with them? I was looking it up. You were mentioning Jalen Green got back and they went on that run when, when Jalen Green was hurt. So let me get out the uh, NBA standings right now. So they are 10 and 27 right now, right? Ten and twenty-seven, with Jalen Green in the lineup, they are two <laughs> and twenty-two. The Jalen Green right? Yeah, we gotta go, go through the Jalen Green right? yeah. Eight and five without him. Two and twenty-two with him in the lineup. <laughs> That's incredible. This is supposed to be the next Kobe Bryant. <laughs> And you're two and twenty-two. You take him out of the lineup. You put in some like G League cusp white dude who can shoot threes. Hey, Garrison Matthews so has been better. playing amazing though. You can't oh, just I'm call. Sure. Him. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. But he got cut by the Celtics. <clears throat> like he's only playing because they suck. He's he's hey. showing <laughs> that he should be in the league because he's gotten time. But 
He's only getting that time because they're terrible. And when he does get the minutes, they start playing better. And you take the top two pick out of your lineup and you're way better. How does that work? I don't know. It's a, it's a real problem for, for the Houston Rockets' hope moving forward. Is this dude a winning player? What do you think? He, he's just a defensive liability that takes too much possession kind of. And he's not really efficient with, uh, efficient with those possessions. He's not going to outscore everybody. And he's going to just give up more points than he scores. And um, I think he – I see improvement from his game. His shooting got a lot better. But it's just he's too young and he skipped college. He didn't go through the systems. And, like, I, I think he still need a couple more years to figure it out. But – it's just the defense. I, I'm not sure about. He's one of like one of those unsure Should, players. Shouldn't he be better at defense? Like, doesn't he have the capability to be a solid defender with his athleticism and length? Yeah, but he's he's nowhere close. So um, his motor, think, you're saying? Yeah, I think he's like, the motor. Yeah. Like he's all athletic and he's capable of doing everything, but he don't have the motor to do so. And I don't think. He have the instinct, like defensive, like the the experience yet. So we'll see how that goes. But can we go to my favorite player on the Rockets right now? Sure. Um, Alfred Sengun. Sengun. Yeah. He's uh in and out. I don't know. They like Tice a little bit better right now defensively off the bench. But what's what's your take on him? Oh, he's just a really different player. Different than everybody else. You have one of those smooth uh, footworks down low that I love watching. Mm-hmm. Like Because I'm a post player. I'm not athletic. I'm slow. But I'm also like, I'd say guard. semi. Nah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of like semi-skilled. And then when I see Singul, I was like, that's me. Foreign, mm-hmm. skilled, unathletic player that can do a little fancy things, that understands the game can shoot the ball a little bit. Really, like, I, I just love watching that guy play. And uh, it was funny how uh, uh, I saw this Houston Rockets post. It was like Sengun doing the same move as Yao Ming, and they, they kind of put the clips together. That was mm. the same move. And I was like, that's so cool. And he had this uh, ball-talking thing. I just love the guy, man. Like, it, like, I love watching that guy. Where do you think he ends up by the end of the career? The end of his career is he a starting player? Is he a starting caliber player in the NBA? He can be a Sabonis. He can be a Sabonis. You think he could be an All Star? Really? No, he. I, I'm just saying, like, if he if he gets traded to like a bad team and he gets in better shape, he's on a bad team. He's on no, a like horrendous. Oh, team. I'm just I'm just saying, like, where he like have more opportunity. <laughs> like bad team, not <laughs> horrific team. I said a bad team, not a horrific team. Okay. A team I mean, that Christian gets failing green, green ball every single possession. I hope he, he pulls some crap out of his pocket, which he doesn't have yet. Uh, I just feel like if he gets in better shape, he'll be like all the other Europeans. But he's so young. He's 19. Mm-hmm. He's so point. young. That's and so watch, his, like, watch, watch him work down low, man. Like his footwork is like ridiculous i know his, foot, his footwork's incredible and 
him being able to shoot the ball helps a little bit too. Maybe you just gotta get in better shape, like Jokic. He's just not. He's slow footed. You know, I don't even think he's in that bad of a shape. You know, he's not really fat. He's not. You know, got a lot of body fat on him. But I think he'll be a solid starting like center. I'd say. So So he needs to go to a separate terrible team who's. Main philosophy is not give it to some high high drafted guard, but dump yeah. it into the post to the no, first just, rounder from a couple years. They just ago. need a. They, you just kind of get on a team where everybody plays, man. A little more balance scoring. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, all right, Mikey. This has been. I don't. I don't I'm not sure what we're gonna call it. Maybe a little mid season check in. Um, but yeah. Hey. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.